Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. We are going to be recapping Rock the Block. The new season dropped this week. How many seasons have we covered at this point? I think all of them, right? We're on season, this is season four. Wasn't the first one, I don't think we covered the first season. Oh, you and me. With all uh, the late, with all I the thought ladies. you meant Realtor.com. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, you can go check out recaps on Realtor.com slash news. Yeah, this is, I think, our second season of recapping Rock the Block. And we love it for a variety of reasons. Um, if you don't know about the show Rock the Block, it's on HGTV. It's hosted by Ty Pennington. So if you love his energy as much as we do, um, you'll love it you'll it's you know it's a very light-hearted fun renovation show it's a team a competition um there's four teams of hgtv stars and they all get a house and they get to put their own spin on it with the goal of adding the most appraised value so how much how much value can you add to the house it's not just about beautiful interiors or you know it's it really is about adding little things that make buyers go yeah I'll pay more for that yeah and this season they're going bigger and better than ever before they (laughs) these houses are bigger they're 5,000 square feet each so they're that's massive that fits our definition of a mansion oh yeah um they're uh they're filming this season in Berthoud, Colorado, which is mm-hmm. outside of Boulder. It's kind of a a very hot market. And the starting value of these homes, which are just kind of the bare bones, the you know, they've they've got the the drywall up and that's about it. The starting value is 1.9 million already. So before they even put a single touch, lay down a single tile, they're starting with a $2 million home. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's Rock the Block Luxury Edition. And they're all in a cul-de-sac. So they Ty pointed out, he said, so you can actually see your competition this time around. And I thought, well, you <laughs> could last time, too. They were on the same street. <laughs> yeah. It was, I know. He was like, and you can see your competition. Ooh. And Maybe like, he meant, like, the full view because you can kind of also see what's going on in the backyards, too. I wasn't quite sure. 
Perhaps, um, yeah. But yeah, they're all in a circle. It's four identical houses, or at least the bones are. And they all have the, this amazing view of the Rocky Mountains. And there's a, mm-hmm. a lake or a, some sort of body of water uh, in front. Um, so, I mean, it's really pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to see. I mean, this is like one of the most beautiful locations that they've ever I think it's probably the most beautiful location that they've yeah. ever filmed the show in. Um, I thought it was pretty cool in, when they did it yeah. in South Carolina last year, but this this probably takes the cake. And so they're starting out with these. The the homes are valued at $1.9 million already. They're getting a 250 k budget mm-hmm. to make them over. So they have to see how far they can stretch their dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four teams, and... It's an interesting bunch. I love Michelle and Anthony. I They are the comic relief that a show like this needs. They're so yeah. charming. Michelle Smith-Boyd and Anthony L. from, from Lux for Less. Mm-hmm. Um, and they specialize, obviously, in making things look luxurious on a budget. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, our friend Paige Turner, and her contractor Mitch Glue from Fix My Flip. We've Paige interviewed who, Paige on this podcast, who notoriously cried on our on our show. I'm um, sure she loves that we keep reminding people of that. I know she was just really she was just so happy uh, that that she had you know just to be talking about her show and and the success that she had. And I was like. We love you, Paige. Love Paige and and Aussie Mitch, who um, yes, he's very dreamy. He's fun to watch. <laughs> he is fun to watch. Uh, and fix my flip. You know, they they come in and they help out uh, troubled homeowners who have gotten themselves in over their heads with a with a flip. Yeah, I was in terms of knowing how to add value to homes. Mm. That's literally what Paige and Mitch do on their show. Mm. Like they come in to cash strapped homeowners who are or flippers who are like I need to make my bottom line and and Paige I like I remember from watching her show she's like you need to put like the bathroom here you need to put this here like people are gonna pay more for so like I felt like they already had a leg up coming into it and she said so I mean she was trash talking from the very start of this episode saying I'm, yeah. I'm gonna win this is what I excel at or that we excel at and um you know, I'm just looking at the losers right now. So I <laughs> appreciated that spunk. Um, I'm a big mm-hmm. Paige Turner fan. Then we have a uh, new kid on the block, Jonathan Knight, and his partner, Christina Creston, who are from Farmhouse Fixer. Yeah. And we open with Jonathan and Christina saying, hey, people think that we only do farmhouse, and we don't. Jonathan says, we're not just a bunch of cow poop kicking farmers from New England. <laughs> which was a strange sentence because I don't really associate New England with cow poop kicking farmers, but um, it's it's an interesting pairing. I'm not familiar with Christina. Uh, no, I'm not either. And I think it's funny how there's zero mention of new kids on the block. I feel like jo- he even goes by John. Like he like. You know, I, I feel like maybe his team or he was like, can we just moratorium <laughs> on new kids on the block? Like trying to I, please exclude me from that narrative. Like he really just is trying to distance himself from yeah. his teen heartthrob um, past. So um, I found it funny. I, I, I'm I'm really interested to watch their 
partnership throughout the season because yeah. they seem to be really strong in very different areas. And I found myself thinking that Christina really uh, wears the pants in that relationship. Yes. Yeah. I think John's just nervous. He seemed very shifty. He seemed <laughs> like during judging, he seemed like he he didn't say nary a word. Like he was <laughs> he was nervous. And Christina kind of yeah, she took she took the spotlight. She and, took charge for sure. Yeah, but I you know what? I like them. I, I really I yeah. do like Christina. I think they're both super positive. They seem really charismatic and excited to be there. So just sort of yeah. an odd couple. So I, yeah. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we have Brian and Sarah Baumler from Renovation Island. Um, if you've listened to this podcast or if you watched Battle on the Beach last summer, then you know that they were the judges of Battle on the Beach. So they have experience judging a competition where the goal is to put value into the house. Mm. They know how to find value, what to look for. Um, now they're on this side of it, actually building a home and... Sarah is kind of like the design guru. She doesn't seem like she picks up a hammer at all. <laughs> she, mm. she seems like no. the person that she's would not say, getting I, her hands I, dirty. I have no people way. to do that for me. Yeah. Um, and then Brian kind of gets down, um, gets down in the dirt and, and does, it was funny when he was like, Sarah doesn't give a crap about my opinion. <laughs> I, I find myself, and I feel like I thought this last summer too, I find myself wondering if they're going to make it. Like as a couple, they <laughs> fight a lot on camera and it is not, there's an undertone there that is not quite like playful banter, Chip and Joe style. There's a little bit of Resentment. latent hostility there. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> when he said that about she doesn't, she doesn't ask for. She doesn't respect my like opinion. Yeah. I was just like, ooh. It's yeah, like there have like, been a lot of closed door fights about this. I feel like that maybe is just their rapport, their humor. I think. Oh, that good if, that good old Canadian humor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that Canadian earnestness. No, they are. They seem very sarcastic. Very. Um, dry and uh yeah I'm 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 sure I'm misreading it so don't <laughs> don't come at me HGTV and Brian and Sarah I'm not putting your marriage on the rocks but I kind of am I don't no know. it's it's like sitting across the table from like a couple that's bickering you know and you they're like bickering under their breath and you're the other person there or the other people <laughs> yeah. sitting there with them and it's like oh my oh Oh God, this is There's so just, awkward. Uh, yeah, like why am I here? Why I, I shouldn't be listening to this? <laughs> it it lacked that kind of playful side that I would hope to see, but you know, whatever yeah. works for them. Hey, but, it's gonna make great TV potentially. So I'm stoked. <laughs> true. Uh, so those are our four teams, and this week they tackled as they usually do in these competition shows the first room was the kitchen but it was so much more than just the kitchen <laughs> once again it was like the kitchen and five other rooms and Natalie you asked me before we started recording you said Rach what did you think of it and I was like 
I thought about it the way I think about all of these, which is that I'm just completely stressed, overwhelmed. I can't keep, it's really hard to keep up with what's going on, who's doing what, especially when you have four teams. Yeah. It was a little, guys, <laughs> like, it's kitchen week. And you'll also be tackling the dining room, the pantry, and the mud room, like, and the home office. And the home office, if you want. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a oh. lot of choose your own adventure yeah involved um again just kind of overwhelming but in in hard to believe that they managed to do this in seven days time they all pulled it off but they have they show in you know just the montages of them all putting their their rooms together big crews of contractors and craftspeople that are working on these houses it seems like it's like all hands on deck from from the builders so yeah for sure it's not I mean, at one it's point it's not just the two of them building the house <laughs> yeah and at one point in the in the episode there's a design challenge which we'll get to but um brian of uh, renovation team renovation island had to disappear for a day to go yeah. back to work he had some personal <laughs> personal business to attend to. I had many questions, but one of which was, how on earth can they get this all done without half of the team being there for a full day? But I guess the answer to that question is they had a million other people on the crew to, to pitch it. Yeah. They they each have their own crews. So that's that's how they're able to build a house of this size so quickly. Yeah. Still seemed like a scheduling conflict to me, but <laughs> He he had a commitment that he could not get out of. It is six weeks. It's a six week competition. So it's a lot. And a lot of these folks have kids. Yeah. They have to probably break away. They can't just be hunkered down in Colorado for two months. Right. Um, I mean, so the beginning before like Ty's design challenge, the, the beginning like 10 to 15 minutes are just... The team's deciding what they're going to do, how they're going to add value. Um, Sarah and Brian say they're going to bomblerize their space. Which... <laughs> I don't like that as a verb. I do not care for that. Yikes. <laughs> Everybody chose the design aesthetic that they were kind of labeling and sticking to. Brian and Sarah chose Aspen Chalet. Uh, Jonathan and Christina, who boldly said in the beginning that they don't just do farmhouses, chose modern <laughs> farmhouse i know that was amazing i was it like cracked wait. Me up. <laughs> they're like we're not doing farmhouse we're doing wait for it modern farmhouse <laughs> Paige and mitch chose alpine chic and michelle smith boyd and anthony l chose mountain modern you know a lot of similarities are, here the, just, these are all just someone whipped out a thesaurus and yeah. just if it's not Aspen, it's Alpine. If it's not Chalet, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, Mountain. it's, it's, these are all very relative terms yeah. and they can all be kind of pushed in different directions based on their styles. I mean, um, I guess to Jonathan and Christina's credit that theirs was kind of the least generic in terms yeah. of going with modern farmhouse. So at least it was sort of a specific look that you yeah. knew what to expect out of. It actually reminded me of, um, when we spoke in, in one of our previous pods from uh, with Katie, um, the editor from Real Simple, Katie Holdifer about Modern Farmhouse and like what's the like evolution of Modern Farmhouse and like has the look changed? I feel like Jonathan and Christina's 
was kind of reflective of that like new modern farmhouse that's like darker and moodier and it's it's not just like white and black and um yeah I thought I I actually liked theirs I, I thought they did a good job so yeah all the teams are talking about you know little little t- touches they want to add um and after what was it like two days of of construction ty gathers the group and gives them a design surprise gathers them at sunrise the break of dawn i would have been pissed (laughs) (laughs) they looked cold people were in gloves i mean they probably were already going to be up around that time anyway i'm sure because they had so much to accomplish in a week's time but i probably i would have been grumpy yeah, I I mean, I thought what they got to do was cool. So Ty says, I have a design challenge for you. And this wasn't really a design challenge. But they all got to go up in a hot air balloon. Um, there were four hot air balloons. They all got to go up. And their challenge was to be inspired by nature, by the, the topography that they saw on the ground, the Rocky Mountains, the beautiful green trees, the landscape. Take it all in. The blue water. In a hot air balloon. Yeah. Some of them, uh, well, Brian wasn't there. He was missing in action. And then some of them chose not to go up because they were afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. And they got to follow along in the chase car. Yes. And then Michelle and... Uh, Anthony and Anthony I gather did not want to but felt like they should and then you got the vibe that they were like "Uh." well Anthony was complaining the whole time he's like Michelle stop moving the basket stop moving the basket (laughs) if you move this basket again I think Anthony just likes to (laughs) that's just Anthony yeah um yeah Paige Paige and John said nah nah we don't do heights no no (laughs) Um, yeah, Sarah went up with Ty and then, um, Mitch and Christina team joined together in the, their balloons. Their- Honestly, like that would be the safest hot air balloon ride ever. Right? HGTV is not going to let anything happen on their watch. Of all the times yeah. you want to go in a hot air balloon, like sign me up. I'm, Abs- I'm in it. Yeah. I mean, there's a cameraman in the balloon. It's... Yeah, I feel like they were in perfectly safe conditions, but yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks like a, a fun experience and way more fun than most design challenges. I mean, their whole job was to just observe. Yeah, just observe and, you know, make good TV <laughs> floating yeah. in this balloon. Um, So we can, I guess we can go through what the designers kind of pulled from their experiences up in the balloons. Um. John and Christina decided to build this really cool like tree branch statement ceiling feature. They took a bunch of like like thin branches from trees, chopped them in varying heights, and then glued them um, trunk down onto this this hard. Piece of, no, yeah, like like a 
basically a, a thing that they attached to the ceiling so it just looked like all these different levels of tree branches when you walked in in, the, in their powder room that was just off their kitchen it was a really cool design feature I hated it <laughs> oh my god I, it was giving me final destination vibes I did not like it like it would come down on you <laughs> yes I did not care for this I love it. Oh, my God. Appreciate the effort and the creativity. Did not care for the execution. That's hilarious. We agree to disagree on that one. Good. Um, You can have your logs (laughs) impaling you. You... Rachel's always afraid that logs like that. I think of Final Destination. I can't think of anything else. Bad things are going to happen in the bathroom. Yeah, you're going to get impaled by a log. Um, It's going to be how I go. Paige and Mitch decided to install stacked stone in the dining room, which looked very classy. Did you like that? Loved it. Yeah, I thought that was a really good touch. Um, Brian and Sarah, (laughs) what are they? Oh, they put um limestone yeah they're like they changed their design of their vent hood their their yeah they changed their design and they put limestone very raw looking i didn't like it i thought it was too dark looking i didn't like the um the whatchamacallit the uh mortar in between the stones or whatever i Mm. i thought it was too dark If I do say so myself, I um, no 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 no. I I agree. I it, it I didn't love it. It wasn't yeah. my favorite. We've we've seen stone surrounds in kitchens on shows like this. Like I'm yeah, like Alice like and Victoria's or Egypt and Mike's that they right, did right right um, last season, and it looked way better. Um, so I, maybe it was just. The lighting, I don't know, but it yeah, it, something yeah, about I it made it like look it. a little bit cheap. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like almost like cinder blocky. Kinda. Yes, yes, it was it was the wrong color, I think. Um, and then, uh, Anthony and Michelle found these really cool custom wood French doors from a carpenter. Which loved. Yeah, I don't really. See how that draws from the. <laughs> they did not the understand the assignment <laughs> from the Colorado topography. I mean, I guess like wood of of the trees, <laughs> but um, it's but a stretch. Damn, but those doors were gorgeous, mm-hmm. so gorgeous. What a find. Um. So yeah. So should we go into like some of the pros and cons of each finished room? Sure. Do you do you want to say which one? Why don't you say which one you liked the best and which one you liked the least? I and why I I had a hard time choosing my favorite. Uh, I almost feel like it was a two or three way tie. Me it too. was easier to choose the one that I liked the least. <laughs> I can't wait. To and which one you like the least? That one was Brian and Sarah's. Yes. Um, they were the only ones who changed the actual layout of the kitchen and they, they got accolades for that. The judges who this week were, uh, Dave and Jenny Mars from Fixer to Fabulous, Mm uh, they, they put the kitchen flow of Brian and Sarah's in the pro column. And I went, Ooh, I, 
I, I actually thought it was a con. I didn't really like yeah. the way it turned out. It seemed a little cluttered almost to me. They, they did double islands. They were one of two teams, two teams, I think, that did double islands. And I, I just, mm, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like how it flew. It flowed. Like flew. Flowed. Flowed. It felt like the islands were just in the middle of everything. Like, yeah. Like in the way. Right. Like I said, I wrote, I hate how the islands take over the space. It's just mm-hmm. these two huge kitchen islands, huge in their own right by themselves. But then like mm-hmm. there's two of them and they, I think they knocked down doors. I think they like, um, th- they knocked down a lot of walls. They did the classic thing where it's knocked down the walls, open, f- open living. Yeah. And it's just too open. It was too open. I didn't like their color either. They had they had light wood cabinets and they yeah. they had that stone uh, vent hood again that we talked about the limestone, and then they had um, gr- a lot of gray. But it was like I don't know if I'm just tired of gray, but I I, I felt like it it was a cheap look. It was too coastal feel. It felt it felt very like yeah like cheap coastal kind of. It just didn't match the space. To be fair, they were every team eyed the space with like a different buyer in mind. Mm -hmm. And Brian and Sarah were looking at it as like a place for family and kids. And they were thinking like, oh, one of these islands is for eating and this other area is for doing homework. And but it and probably that's why it didn't speak to me because I I'm not a buyer with multiple like a you know like a giant family with like yeah they have a giant family homework. i think yeah right they, yeah they do yeah, yeah yeah they do so and it looked like a space designed for a giant family with a horde of kids mm-hmm. yeah they also in the beginning they said that we do the they called it the living kitchen um which i guess just means the kitchen takes over the entire home which yeah I for me that's not if I were to design a house that wouldn't be my priority um, to have like the kitchen spilling out into other parts of the house but I guess that's or other parts similarly spilling into the kitchen which is I think where they were going with like oh here's a place here's their homework book and yeah there's a way to do open there's a way to do open floor plan but they just took it to like five levels too much. Like it was. It yeah. Was, and didn't we learn from <laughs> from COVID that like this is not really what people are looking for anymore? People they are kind of like, yeah. To define like, the uh, spaces and they need a place to retreat to and have a door. Right. Have a wall and. <laughs> Give me a door. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it certainly was. By far my least favorite, I think. Yeah, it was the weakest of the bunch. Um, how funny. We we agree on that. Typically, we're pretty uh, different on these. What but, was your um, favorite? Or do you... Well... Mine, I think I know, but I'm curious. Um, I think in terms of the one that I would want the most is probably John and Christina's, actually. Mm-hmm. With the <laughs> wood impaling you in the powder room, 
Um, but I did really think that Paige and Mitch did a fantastic job. Um, yeah. With just it, 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 it was very like high. It was, it was for a high taste level. Um, really that, that type of buyer. It was for someone who's going to buy a house for $2.5 million. Um, Honestly, I wanted to take John and Christina's and combine it with like the best parts of John and Christina's and combine it with the best parts of Paige and Mitch's and make yeah. one super kitchen. Um, because there were there were elements in both that I was like, oh, that is so nice. And then there were elements in both that I thought, mm, I don't like. Like, for instance, John and Christina's, they they really leaned into that farmhouse look with um gray. Uh, I don't know if that's shiplap or sorry, green. It was like board, board and batten. I board think. and batten cabinetry. It, it just, yeah. it was a little too rustic for my taste. Um, I think I just liked their overall color palette and like color choices and, and finishes um, the best. Like they mm-hmm. really did lean into the, those dark finishes. I do like the dark finish. I love that Christina did black in the dining room. And mm-hmm. I, her reasoning was that black is going to make your focus go out the window to the view, which was with with all the green and the openness and I agree I, I think it really does draw your your eye out yeah it does especially when it's so bright out there <laughs> like you can't yeah. help but look at the go toward the light <laughs> um and then Paige and Mitch I think like their dining room was on another level it it looked like I think um Dave Mars said this looks like a fine like a Michelin star restaurant your dining yeah. room they installed wine racks uh, did, on did either side that? of... I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. thought it was, was beautiful. Really cool. And then the, their cool. st- stack stone wall that was from the design challenge. It was just it, really... It looked so good. It did not look tacky. It did not look cheap. It just... Yeah. It looked so good. Mm-hmm. And it just completely was an homage to the nature right outside the window where you can see the mountains right out there. Like it was, it was beautiful. And they had black cabinets that I, I, I'm really into the black cabinetry look. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And with the, the, with the glass fronts too, that mm-hmm. was nice. And the matching uh, range too. Yes. Well, can we talk about Michelle and Anthony's range? That range? Yes. Was, can we just take that range like the cabinetry from Paige and Mitch, John and Christina's color palette. Like this is our Frankenstein kitchen, but Michelle and Anthony chose this incredible, probably like ten, fifteen thousand dollar range that was looked vintage. It just looked like an old Italian chef's kitchen range. It just. It was so cool. And it was enormous. I, I love Anthony goes, if you're going to get a range, you get a range. Get a range. Yeah. <laughs> I loved um, <laughs> before the judges came through to Michelle and Anthony's place. Um, Michelle or Michelle was like spacing out the, the chairs at the island. And Anthony goes, Michelle, they are not judging the space between your chairs. <laughs> Oh, I they have that. such they have such great banter like they're just I they love are them. fun to watch they're super I, I I've never seen an episode of Lux for less but it makes me want to watch me too absolutely um yeah they had the doors Dave was so you know Dave the carpenter woodworker like extraordinary I loved the doors <laughs> Those I doors cannot tell so you cool. how much 
it was just sophisticated yeah. chic. It was, oh. The stain was perfect. It was the perfect shade of like a little darker than than medium brown. Like it, it was, it was Oh, it was so, so well. rich. Rich mahogany. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. just, it just gave an element of just, it, it's just luxury. It was dripping mm-hmm. with luxury. I just absolutely loved it. Um, I do have a question for you because yeah, uh, maybe all the teams did this or m- at least most of them used one of the spaces as a second kitchen. Mm-hmm. So uh, John and Christina. There were two. I think there were two teams that did that. Okay. So it was John and Christina and it was Paige and Mitch. Yes. Okay. I was puzzled by this. They, they Again, they got uh, complimented for it. And I think it was better executed in Paige and Mitch's because Paige and Mitch actually put in a dishwasher. And that, that idea is mm-hmm. like, this is an this is a huge kitchen. It's a house built for entertaining. And if you're going to have people over for dinner, you don't want to, you know, the dirty dishes sitting around. So you can clear the dishes, bring them to this back kitchen, and nobody has to be the wiser. And you can deal with them in your own time. God forbid. It dirty, seemed like a dirty, lot of expense dirty and trouble, yeah, spent on a space to just hide your dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, John and Christina made the mistake of putting a lot of effort into this space and then not even putting a dishwasher in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bottom line, I felt like it was a waste of space. What did you think? I liked the idea. Um, I I also am of the mindset of like, oh no there's dirty dishes out what your friends are all gonna hate you like no that's not that's never gonna happen but I do think that um for this type of what else are you prepping price point and home I for like catered events I think you can you can have the caterers like prepping food back there, okay. All right. putting well, things on trays, you know, bringing them out. So you now don't you're see. getting into a lifestyle I will never understand. Well, I mean, I don't understand it either. I'm just guessing. No, it's, like, valid, it's a valid point. It's a valid I've point. seen like the Real Housewives, like, like you know, that's, no, that's no, no, okay. my only foray. Um, <laughs> this is how rich people live. Like, okay, getting an education. Um, it's hard to know in these like early episodes too because you don't know what else the house the house has to offer you haven't been given the full scope of what they're working with and I found that when um I think it was Michelle and Anthony put in a laundry room and they said we're going to be the only ones to do this they they put a laundry room in the mud room Mm -hmm. which I thought was genius (laughs) I was like but I I got like like, hot and bothered when I saw that I was like I got a laundry room in the mud room they said, we're going to be the only ones to do this. And I thought, are you like, I mean, where else is the laundry room going to go? And are the teams allowed to scope out the houses in advance and like sort of think about it ahead of time? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Because you can't not have laundry. I think they definitely have plans because they have to like order materials. It's like a whole long thing, you know. So I think they definitely created these plans a long, long time ago and now they're filming the show did Paige and Mitch put laundry in there I know that they put a pet wash in which I thought also was very smart I don't think they had laundry I think I think everyone else just had mudrooms okay they did the pet wash I thought in the mudroom was was smart feature I thought that's what was gonna win win it for them honestly I thought Dave and Jenny were gonna give it to them for that 
because they love their animals. Do you want to um, get into who won? Yeah. So I was surprised. Um, after judging, I had no idea who the winner was going to be. Um, and I was surprised that John and Christina won. Yeah. Team Team Farmhouse Fixer. Um, you know, it was tight competition. And I actually was like, there's no way that they're going to win because they didn't put a second dishwasher in the goddamn kitchen. <laughs> like, that's literally what you're putting dishes back there. You got to put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, so you just put them in the sink and make the help do it. <laughs> I guess. Maybe it was, you know, who who knows? I think, I mean, they said the deciding, the judges said that, the, you know, the thing that pushed two teams over the edge was the inclusion of the second kitchen. So it was between Paige and Mitch and then John and Christina ultimately came out on top. So, yeah, those were my two favorites. Yeah, me too. Um, and then elements of Michelle and Anthony's. Yeah. Next week, did they say what they're tackling next week? Uh, I didn't catch it. I didn't write it down. I, I think it's maybe has yet to be revealed. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I I'm really enjoying these teams. I'm enjoying the banter. I. I think I kind of think Paige and Mitch felt like they were robbed a little bit. Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle and Anthony, they were uh, they were a little um, sour. <laughs> about yeah, they were salty. Yeah. So I don't I don't really want to talk to anybody. <laughs> the winning team put brick on the floor. My dad's house had brick on the floor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, there, of course, were some mishaps along the way, one of which was that uh, John and Christina had ordered what they thought was going to be a, a a rustic, charming brick for the floor of the mudroom. <laughs> and it was like, it Christina like goes, it would this slice is... your feet open. Christina goes, <laughs> I wasn't anticipating it would be this rustic. This rustic. <laughs> Yeah. And Jonathan's like, he, he was being so kind about it. He's like, I'm just concerned that this, I mean, if you have like socks on this or, or, or bare, bare feet, feet it, it might. You're going to get might, tetanus. Where the appropriate, the appropriate response is, um, this is a hazard. This is sharp. We can't install this. <laughs> Um, to answer your earlier question, I think they just said the season on Rock the Block. So I don't know if they're going to do living room next or bedroom or, or what. But um, we'll be watching. We will. I am wondering, and we kind of touched on this in the beginning. Does it feel more or less interesting to you or equal because the houses are not really accessible oh because the, it's like, like luxury it's so far out of reach of anything like to have a second kitchen like are you kidding me <laughs> like yeah like, you know like I, I guess that's the one thing I found myself sort of thinking while watching was uh, this is entertaining but definitely not necessarily useful not something and, that I can see myself Doing. Yeah, and I'm not even um, sure. Like, is it? Am I more entertained when it's more accessible to me? 
I found no, myself wondering. I think I like the bigger budget. I think I, I cause then I don't know. I feel like, you know, for battle on the beach, the, the last how the last show that we recapped, didn't they, or not the last show we recapped, but just, um, of, of this kind, they had a very small budget. Like that was, that was kind of like design on a budget. And I thought that a lot of those projects ended up looking a little shoddy. So, mm. um, I feel like the worksmanship and just the quality of materials that they're going to be able to use this season will really like up the, you know, the, the eye candy <laughs> factor. So yeah. I, I don't hate it. I, I, I do agree that like, it is fun to see how, um, you know, to watch shows where it's like, Oh, I could do that in my house. I could do that. Um, but at the same time, I'm viewing this as just pure entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. bleak, bleak housing market <laughs> that we are all living in right now. Um, yeah. I think it's, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's fun. And even if I will never own a house with a second kitchen, I can still say, wow, that's cool. So. Well, and to be fair, they did all blow a big chunk of their budget on the kitchen as you should but i think one yeah. team spent eighty five thousand. mitch and on page it. yeah was it mitch and page or was it mm-hmm. um anthony and michelle i couldn't remember but they were all budgeting around like 70 65 to 85 in yeah that, in that range and mitch and page ran out of money too that's why they oh yeah I remember in their like back i think in their pantry they didn't have cabinetry they just stopped up at a certain point tile yeah I, the, I liked her candor. I liked her honesty with that. The, Dave and Jenny said, why Why did this happen? And she goes, well, we ran out of money. And then they said, well, at least you put a dishwasher in. So Right. <laughs> I think they made the right choice. And my guess is they might be allowed to go back and fix it later on. Yeah, especially if they win um, a challenge too. Because the winner of each week gets a cash prize that they can use for their next design. So if Paige and Mitch pull it out, they can throw that into completing their cabinets <laughs> the cash prize this week was a thousand bucks which seems like a drop in the bucket it's compared nothing. to the fact that they, <laughs> they blew seventy thousand. it gets you like a box of new tile yeah it's yeah. it's not it's not one doorknob <laughs> <laughs> like one of the one of the doors that michelle and, and anthony bought mm-hmm. um but the yeah, the prize increases each week as they have less and less as, as they're blowing through their budgets. So um yeah, I like it. I'm down. More design challenges. Let's let's hope for more. Yeah, I wonder what what they'll do. They will have them bungee jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's just putting them in like a very precarious situation and seeing what, what happens. Skydiving. Yeah, under swimming with sharks. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens this season. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to catch our recaps of Rock the Block, be sure to subscribe to our show. And uh, if you have a moment, if you could scroll down and give us a five star rating and write a review, we would love to hear your feedback. I would definitely love to know what our listeners think of this season so far I've rocked the block I want to know what your favorite kitchen was what your least favorite kitchen was just I, I 
tell us your thoughts I'm, and I'm, why expand yeah. on your thoughts I, I I'm eager to discuss so email us please podcast at realtor.com that's singular podcast at realtor.com or you can find us on social media we are on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and our handle is at house party pod on all three uh, we will email you back if you email us we're this is fun yeah we're here to discuss thanks again for pressing play and we will talk to you later bye adios <laughs>